this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Monday, 5 December in the year of our Lord, 2022. I got to tell you, the last hour was lit. But I know that the producers and, uh, of course, your humble servant here has put together a good show. And I sit there and look at the lineup and go, you know, I would really rather just sit there and kind of watch it on TV. I got Darren Beatty. I got Daniel Horowitz. I have Dr. Naomi Wolf, Dr. Peter McCullough, Carolyn Wren, uh, and someone you're going to meet today on the show, Captain Emily Grace Rainey. Uh, this is a power lineup, and these guys are all busy. They got to go places, so I'm just going to start going through it. Uh, Darren Beatty, uh, first off, um, before I get to this disturbing Newsweek article that got you and Horowitz back to back to talk about, I want any updates on your on 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 Twitter, on um on on what Elon Elon Musk dropped a bombshell on the discussion. And I want to thank all the Warren Posse. We had forty three thousand people, I think, live on our site going through it. Um, and when he was doing it live, he said, "Hey, I think there's been direct involvement in Brazil in the election." Uh, illegally, he's called it interference, direct interference in Brazil. Give me your update on all things Elon Musk and uh, and Twitter, sir. Well, I'm very glad that he's seeming to follow one of our most important recommendations in the now sort of classic revolver piece on what he should do and what he can expect. And that is basically he purchased the crime scene, release all the forensics, release the transcripts, release the receipts. And we got a first tranche of that. Um, but frankly, I think instead of this song and dance of sort of doing it via carefully picked sort of media personalities who offer their sort of editorial mediation, I think he should just WikiLeaks it. Just dump it all out there and let the public see for itself what's going on without any kind of intermediated interpretation. You're, you're saying, hang on, if I, if you're saying instead of, you're saying instead of Matt Taibbi and I think Barry Weiss and some others he may select, instead of them having them curate it, because he said on the call the other day, he has not looked at any of it. He's been too, and he said, I've spent ridiculous. 90% of my time on the engineering problems. I mean, I hope he's lying. I mean, he probably is lying, to be honest. Like, there's no way that he wouldn't have looked at it. Um, and, you know, did you it's, say, it's just... Did you say that your hero... Did the fanboy... Hold Did the fanboy say that his hero would lie? Did I hear that? Well, it, did you stay, it could you stay very up well at be... night with your, with your Elon Musk, with your Elon Musk big photo, big poster you got on the wall, you know, before mom it's tucks you in? Lie. It, your it hero would actually... Lie, but... <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, you know, I have to criticize, you even have to criticize your heroes here. And I think the whole, like, I like Matt Tybee. There's nothing wrong with him. But why not just WikiLeaks it? And the choice of Barry Weiss to curate and handle the January 6th material is highly questionable. This is not the kind of person that you would want doing the interpretation for you when it comes to January 6th material. She's been highly tendentious on the side of the official and debunked 
narrative as to what happened on January 6th. So, you know, instead of just doing this game where he has to like choose ostensible centrist because he's playing this, you know, weird dance of not wanting to be partisan or being scared of being perceived as too right wing or pro Trump, that's fine. But just release it all WikiLeaks style and let the public have at it and see the direct primary source documents for themselves. Um, there's so much to go here. The, the beating heart of this is not really the media or all that stuff. It is the fact that uh, DOJ and FBI knew when they went through all this and they came out and said it was uh, Russian misinformation, a disinformation campaign. They knew because they had they had the laptop from the previous December. So they lied. I want to take you to this disturbing Newsweek story mm-hmm. where. They're saying that it's the money and the funding and it's FBI and DOJ and one of their top priorities and, and they're doubling up and tripling up uh, is uh, is investigations of and they call them MAGA terrorists. The headline in Newsweek and Josh Hammer's done a great job on the on the editorial side over there. But the, obviously on the news side, they're still you know pretty left wing. But the headline is MAGA terrorists. I'm going to get right. to Daniel Hortz in a minute. What's the House guy's going to do to stand up there? Walk me through that. How, how shocking is that with everything else going on in the country that they would actually focus and how they've been caught red handed on this. They would sit there and focus on MAGA terrorism, sir. Well, a couple of things that I want to say about that. First of all, that particular author at Newsweek. Boy, would I love to have dinner with that guy. Boy, would I love to have an off-the-record, candid conversation with that guy. If you remember, there was an explosive story quite a while back that there were all of these secret, like, government commandos, FBI people, special forces um, hanging around on January 6th with shoot-to-kill authority that the acting attorney general convened because they were worried about this big terrorist attack. There was this huge story that just came and went, barely even noticed. Some people reported on it. I did. Julie Kelly did. Um, I think we talked about it briefly on the war room, but that was it. And this guy is clearly very well sourced in the Fed. So it's interesting that he he released this piece basically saying, okay, they want to find the MAGA terrorists. Well, if you want to find the MAGA terrorists, why don't you start with the one person who's known to have at least have allegedly planned explosive devices on the 5th and 6th, the MAGA pipe bomber. Why not divert any resources to finding who this pipe bomber is? And, you know, Peace recently dropped at Revolver. I had an extensive one-hour conversation with the great Noor bin Laden of all of the discrepancies, all the dark, dirty details of this January 6th pipe bomber cover-up, it's absolutely scandalous. And we proved, among other things, that the FBI is withholding critical footage of the pipe bomber actually planting the bomb. They've tampered with the frame rate of the footage. They've done all this kind of stuff. And so they're doing this song and dance like they want to catch all these MAGA terrorists. Well, they've done basically nothing to catch this pipe bomber that they were making such a big deal about in the immediate aftermath of January 6th. We know they have more footage that they're not releasing. And furthermore, we know that it would be a very easy identification procedure to use the geofencing technique that the mule, you know, 2000 mules made infamous. The feds could do that in a second. And yet they've shown no indication of having done so, of wanting to do so. The Democrats who 
presumably believed that this was a MAGA pipe bomber planting explosive devices right outside of their national headquarters. The Democrats haven't said, hey, FBI, Revolver News proved that you're not releasing the full footage. We want the full footage because we want to catch this guy who planted explosives outside of our national headquarters. Nobody seems to want to know who this is. And I'll tell you, I actually tried to replicate the 2000 mules strategy using some proxies because I'm a known quantity. So I know I couldn't do it myself, but I had a proxy approach the handful of data firms that are in a position to sell that kind of information. And the response was fascinating. The response in two cases was at first, oh, this is fine. It shouldn't be a problem. The next day, sorry, we can't be involved. Like, why wouldn't data firms want to be the heroes who played a part in catching the MAGA pipe bomber either? No one wants to touch this. (laughs) Let me let me just go on a limb. Uh Maybe it's a maybe it's not a MAGA pipe bomber. I'm just maybe <laughs> maybe they know more than uh, they're letting. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. You make a good point. You want to catch some MAGA terrorists? You, you've already identified some. Be a hero. Go round them up before I let you. Yeah, be a hero. Our, got in to the national security apparatus, and he's put out some pretty controversial stories that haven't been pushed back on. So that's why I think this story is very disturbing about really increasing the, and by the way, they're going to double and triple down. That's why I say there's no negotiation with these people and there's no compromise and there's, there's an unbridgeable gap. And we'll start seeing that happen on January 3rd uh, of what's going on. Darren, you got so much on revolver. How do people, uh, how do people get to it? How do people get there? Go to revolver.news, listen to my conversation with Noor Bin Laden. It's all about the pipe bomb, all of the dark and dirty details that really should lead to the impeachment, at the very least, of Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray. Um, We've also got a piece on the internal mechanisms of Apple, who was leading their trust and safety department. Turns out it was Eric Holder's right-hand woman who was empowered to make key censorship decisions at the world's biggest company, Apple. Those are the two hot pieces right on top of revolver.news. So go read and share. Hang on a second. You said the the impeachment of both these guys with all these stories that are coming out. And you talked about holders with the, the trust at Facebook. These are replete. I mean, you got James Baker from the FBI. I mean, it's essentially... And I put up an article even from Vox the other day, came from July, about how the big tech was hiring as many FBI people as they could possibly hire. You've got a oh, yeah. uh, an industry that, that literally has guys from the national security apparatus, national intelligence apparatus. They go from – it's like far, big pharma they, or the old defense industry. They go from FBI and DOJ now to big tech, get a huge payday, yeah. but they're all – they're doing the same job at both places. Is that correct? No, absolutely. And look, the revolving door at that highest level really means that the public-private sector distinction is meaningless at the level of these big tech companies. Um, You know, we'll see if Elon can change that in a fundamental sense at Twitter. We, you know, that story is yet to be fully written, but. Pretty much, generally speaking, the public-private distinction does not exist at that highest level. There's a revolving door. It's all government people going into the private sector, going back 
and they operate through proxies, they operate through NGOs. It's all a network, it's all an ecology that feeds into its different sort of nexus points. And it needs to be understood as this broader ecosystem, not according to this strict public-private sector distinction. How do people get to Revolver? How do they follow you on social media? Revolver.news. We are on Getter at Revolver News, and I'm very happy to hear Getter was doing great. It actually, we were saying it was competing with uh, Musk's spaces after Musk left, which is amazing. Uh, so we're we're very yeah. strong on Getter at Revolver News, and I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beattie. Thank you, brother. By the way, if you put your content up, you're going to get a huge audience on Getter. We had 40-some thousand people the other day. Naomi Wolf knows that. She's built an incredible brand off of that. So is War Room. So thanks uh, thanks so much, um, Brother Beatty. Brother Horowitz joins us. So Horowitz, here's a question. And this is why it's great that you're coming on today. We we see this Newsweek article. We see all these outrages in, in social media. Naomi's, Naomi's going to be on here talking about Big Pharma and the vax and the mask and all that. The way to get this sorted is you have to have a House of Representatives, you have to have a Congress at least start saying, I know people say we're not depending upon Congress to do everything, but there's got to be a start. Yep. And to do that, you've got two things. You've got the appropriations process. You've got to choke them down with money. And like, if the Newsweek's article correct, you've got to defund the FBI for a while, right? And you've got to use the investigations as the hammer, the appropriations as the anvil. Walk me through, do, do you, in your sense, and you're one of the smartest guys in this movement, do you get a sense that we have the leadership that can do that, sir? No, we don't. It's uh, back to Jurassic Park. We have the same leadership that we had under Boehner and Ryan and Cantor. Uh, remember that Kevin McCarthy is a relic left over from those young guns. That was the trifecta of Ryan, Cantor, and McCarthy. Somehow he has survived. But it's this point that they failed us on. If you remember those golden years of the Trump administration, 2017, 2018, you had a front seat. Anything good that occurred was done administratively by the president. Congress was an utter disaster. And right now, Kevin McCarthy's supporters are saying, look, if you don't support him, somehow a Democrat will be speaker, which is kind of nonsensical. But it's it's rich because he is the one who as floor leader, he's nothing new. I mean, he wasn't speaker, but he was majority leader and he was the whip before that. He supported every single budget bill passed when Trump was president and they had trifecta control, was passed with almost unanimous Democrat support, more Democrat support than Republican support and all the conservatives opposed it. That was the time to defund these bureaucracies. They increased the spending for each and every one of them. And, and you're right. This is the only leverage we have. This is not your old kind of broad tax and spend fights. This is the Fourth Reich. Um, when, when, when they're talking about expanding the FBI probe, they already roped in every human being within earshot of that capital, uh, holding people pretrial without any bail, uh, you know, punishing people 30, 50 times greater than they would anyone who did anything commensurate to that. What exactly are they doing? And they're roping in anyone who just has the belief in MAGA, the belief in limited government, the belief uh, that that the COVID vaccines are problematic. That's what they're coming for. This is not an issue we can wait for. And the only leverage is to have that budget bill. 
And I mean, you know, McConnell is very passionate. We can't have a, a government shutdown. But McCarthy is playing this hope yes, vote no game. He'll personally vote no on the omnibus bill, but I don't hear him holding a press conference and saying, Mitch McConnell, you must whip against this piece of legislation uh, so that I, in my majority, we could handle this next year. Talk about this omnibus. It's a, a trillion and a half to two trillion dollars discretionary spending. It's got the trillion dollar defense bill in it, all this other spending. All of it has to be financed by printing money. We're just we're going to add to the national debt. There's the three and a half trillion that comes in basically offsets offsets the uh, the transfer payments to Social Security, uh, Social Security, uh, Medicaid, and Medicare. Uh, how important is it to kick the can down the road? We've got our audience all over these senators because right now you can't. You know you've got to fight it. Although I think this thing's that they're going to try to jam it through in reconciliation somehow. How and by the way, that's where you got to get Tester and Cinema and and Mansion to fear for their lives to do this. How important is it to kick this omnibus into the new year that the, the, that the Republican House can actually get their hands on it? It's the only piece of leverage looming over the Democrats, stopping them from literally implementing a Fourth Reich. Uh, as we mentioned, there's no limit to what they will do to life, liberty, property, li- literally our bodies, the biomedical fascist state, uh, the, the war on political opponents, the transgenderism. I'm not even so worried about the broad spending. I mean, it's a problem. But what I would say the the imminent problem we have are those new issues that the Biden administration has brought up going after our lives and liberty. It's not so much the quantity of spending that needs to be cut. It's the quality of it. It's specifically the CDC, the FBI's political operations together with DHS. It's the transgenderism, obviously the border issues. And, and and I would say energy as well, uh, because that's really the force multiplier with the inflation. You need about four or five priorities. And like you mentioned, the hearings are going to bring the momentum. That's the ha- hammer. You message it. You build support. The anvil is the budget bill, but you have to have that deadline. And I would introduce a third component of that is really the red states. I mean, at the end of the day, there's 25 or so states where Republicans control all of government with super majorities. They could do similar things at a state level. For example, with the FBI and the IRS, they could say every agent with arresting power has to uh, register with the state. They have to notify the sheriff before they make an arrest for someone who's nonviolent. Uh, they have to disclose some of their operations. And I think you have some of the state agencies working with Jim Jordan and Comer at Oversight um, to to go over what the FBI field offices are doing there, then already you're cooking with with gas. Uh, the CFO in Florida, Jimmy Petronas, has a similar plan with the IRS. This is something we need to introduce. But the point is, A, we cannot wait. This is not like a 10, 50-year program. And number two, you don't have any leverage without a budget deadline. Amen. One thing I, I just want to ask you, Daniel, because, uh, you know, I, I really respect you for your intelligence and some of these issues you talk about. This is what I tell people. There's not a, a negotiation here. Th- these gaps are unbridgeable. They think of the world one way and we think of the world the other way. And and you can't it, it, there's there's not Americans have always had these compromises on these. You can't compromise. One side's going to win. One side's going to lose. We have the ability to have leverage. We have to win on these topics. Is, is, is that also your theory of the case? I mean, when you look at just the died suddenly issue, 
we estimate, and you're going to have Dr. Wolf on, she'll have these numbers, somewhere between three, four, five hundred thousand Americans likely died already. And that's before you get to the long term cancer problems, autoimmune problems. And they're, they're just the, with the opening act on mRNAs now and, and uh, millions of people injured. Just that issue alone, I, I long for the days of the issues that we fought in 2010, you know, the year of the Tea Party. Uh, well, spending, yes, maybe Obamacare. No. I mean, the, these issues, they are literally arresting people for singing hymns outside of abortion clinics. These issues cannot wait. You cannot have several hundred thousand people every month pouring across a border. You cannot have the grooming uh, that's taking place at every level of government castrating an entire nation uh, generation where you have 21 percent of Gen Z now identifying as, as one of the alphabet soup things. These are Fourth Reich issues. These are not your, you know, Tip O'Neill Reagan issues anymore. And that's why we could yes. talk about Amen. Medicare and Social Security down the road, but these issues yeah. need to be dealt with immediately. Horowitz, you've nailed this. The, your book is called The Fourth Reich, and I remember it's like when Naomi Wolf, who's who's a a granddaughter of Holocaust uh, people that were involved in the Holocaust. When she called these guys early on two years ago, the Nazi doctors, I mean, you guys don't say this lightly. When you say the Fourth Reich, your book kind of blew me away. How do people get to this book? Sure. Rise of the Fourth Reich. This is at trialsandexecution.com if you don't want to go to Amazon. Um, this is really this is really where it is, Steve. Think about it. Uh, the head of R&D at Pfizer recently said, we flew the plane before it was built. That's what she said of the vaccines. That's Joseph Mengele territory. Um, you, you cannot move beyond that. And they did this on purpose. They knew what it did to people, and they're still doing it. I mean, 49 out of 50 states are still promoting this shot. It is unbelievable. So, again, we can't move on from, from that. We need a Nuremberg trial. We need all the states to get together. Uh, we have a bunch of legislative ideas in that uh, in that book. So even if they don't control Congress, this is something they can do right now in the states, uh, you know, confronting COVID fascism with a new Nuremberg trial so that it never happens again. Daniel, how do people get to your writings? How do they get to you on social media? Sure. Well, I'm still off of Twitter, but I'm on C19 Truth Bombs, <laughs> uh, as in COVID-19, at Telegram on Daniel underscore Horowitz on Getter. And if you like my rantings conservative review podcast on itunes every day we love your ratings it's unbelievable you're one of the smartest guys out there daniel thank you so much take care god bless naomi uh you were up at yale you gave a fire breathing speech but i gotta ask you about daniel and what he's talking about pfizer i think that you sent me an article pfizer guy refuses to to um testify in front of the eu is the sense is Daniel Horowitz right? Is this the, do we have to have this sense of urgency now, particularly with this new Congress, to combat this and fight it every day and take it to its ultimate conclusions, both cutting off the funding, even if they threaten to shut down the government and have these massive investigations? Well, certainly the massive investigations um, and you all are the experts on what to do politically. Um, as, a, as a consequence. I mean, to me, these are, you know, so much more criminal acts with criminal consequences than political arguments. And that's why it's almost a relief for me to hear Daniel Horowitz, um, even though what he's saying seems like a real downer. Um, it's a relief. It, it lightens my 
spirit because he is one of very few people speaking with appropriate urgency and with the historical information. You know, what he said is exactly right. Fourth Reich is not an overstatement. Um, these, these kinds of massive sadistic uh, kind of CCP level, Stalin level, um, meta um, assaults on the American people um, are are not politics as usual. Um, they they are. He's right to use the language he's using. He's right to be as upset and 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 speaking as urgently as he is. And everyone else who isn't as disturbed as he and I is is wrong. Um, and I'm I'm quite sure that the reason he and I are so disturbed is that you know, I don't want to speak for him, but we are Jewish. We're children of Jewish people. We're children, grandchildren of the generation that lived through people trying to wipe us off the face of the earth. And we recognize what's happening. Um, by the way, there's someone else I want to mention. Vera Sharav is also, is a Holocaust survivor, an actual Holocaust survivor from that generation. She's been very outspoken, trying to warn people. Um, Never Again Is Now, is I believe um, the name of what she's been saying and the, the documentary that's being made about her. Um, and she also sees the overwhelming echoes and similarities of, of this time, and these actions, and certainly Mengele um, in terms of this injection, what we now know about it um, with, with the Nazi era. And uh, she's participated in producing a copy of the Nuremberg Code, which forbids all of this, forbids what I was speaking about and, and confronting at Yale. Um, any kind of experimentation that's unconsenting or uh, undisclosed on human beings is completely illegal. And what's really interesting is that Google has erased the Nuremberg Code largely. It's harder and harder to find. Um, and and so I recommend that people get this. It's from Brass Check Press, BrassCheck.com, probably hard to find on Amazon. But it's literally the very simple Nuremberg Code. Um, there's no argument about it. It's not ambiguous, right? People who are not looking at the Nuremberg Code think there's a big debate about you know, experimental mRNA injections that hurt you, and there isn't, it's just flat illegal, and it's also in multiple um, languages. Uh, so I guess what I'm circling back to can, is can, that can, if can, everyone can, does can, a drop- Can you hang on one second? We're, we're going to take a yes. break, but I want to get back to this. It's obvious now with what Elon Musk is releasing, we're seeing this obvious suppression in uh, persecution of people that came forward with information from mass mandates to the vaccine to all of it. Uh, Naomi Wolf's going to join us on the other side. We also have Captain Emily Grace Rainey going to talk to us about this situation down in North Carolina. Colton Duncan's going to join us from the Kerry Lake campaign to talk about the certification next in the war room. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. 
A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people, and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDTaxRelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. About with Congress considering uh, repealing the COVID vaccine mandate for service members in the NDAA. Uh, John Kirby spoke earlier about the president's position, Secretary Austin's position of wanting, obviously, to keep it. So what is the White House prepared to do for that aspect of it? And is the president personally engaging with lawmakers on this? So, look, at when when the president met with the big four uh, just last week, as you all know, um, as you know, Leader McCarthy raised eliminating the requirement that service members be vaccinated against uh, COVID-19. So clearly they had a conversation, as you asked me about talking to members. Uh, the president told him that he would consider it, uh, but also made clear that he wanted to consult with the Pentagon. And uh, since then, as we've all heard, this, the Secretary of Defense has recommended re retaining uh, the mandate. That's because the COVID vaccination requirement was put in place uh, to keep our service members safe and healthy and prepared for service. Healthy, safe, and prepared for service. Dr. Naomi Wolf, you see, they even, and by the way, that was the tiniest thing he could ask for. Just stop it going forward. This is not 
bringing people in the military that were forced out, the academy graduates that couldn't graduate, um, you know, people that were harassed uh, out of the military. Is Daniel Horowitz right, or, or is guys like McCarthy not? Because this is all going to come to a head in the next two or three weeks. Figure out yeah. who's really going to be leadership and who's got the fight, right? And people have watched you for the last couple of years. They've seen everything you've accomplished. They've seen these fighters. And they need to know that the leadership in the House, that this is going to be uncompromising. And when you have leverage, you're going to have to use it like Democrats. You're going to have to use the leverage. Do you sense that people understand the urgency of this moment, ma'am? It's very hard for me to know. It depends on whom I am talking to. Um, but I think only repetition and disclosure of the fact that we are living in like a shadow world now, morally, where people are being literally the equivalent of fed into ovens. I'm just going to say it, right? Like to know what we know now about this injection, to have crunched the numbers. I checked Steve Kirsch's numbers. Um, Igor Chudov is, you know, using government databases. You know, many, many independent reporters are looking at government data and reaching the same conclusion. What Daniel Horowitz said is true. Um, there are hundreds of thousands of people who have died and millions who are injured. And Ed Dowd also has you know, independently, multiple data sets showing that people are being disabled at scale and murdered at scale. There's no other way to say it. And I would add to that babies are being Na murdered. Na Naomi, you're, you're, you're a proud graduate. You're a proud graduate of one of the greatest institutions for learning in the Judeo-Christian West, Yale University. And you were up there right. protesting this week because, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the with the Yale Medical School and the School of Public Service, you have Harvey Risch and so many heroes have stepped up and said, this is madness that are revered at Yale. Correct me if I'm wrong. The reason you're protesting is Yale's forcing their students to get the vaccine or don't come back. Steve, it's unbelievable. Even students who have had a booster have to get the new bivalent booster Um or they're not allowed to come back after winter break for their spring semester. They'll literally be cleared out. Their money won't be refunded and new students on the waiting list will be um, ushered right in. Students there are terrified. Um, they're begging their parents not to be at protests like this um, because of the consequences that they fear to themselves. And I, I guess what's coming forward, like I keep thinking why Yale, why Harvard, right? A handful of the Ivies are mandating and, and the armed forces, right, are still mandating. So who are these populations? And by the way, get this audience, who isn't being mandated at Yale? The faculty who are notably in a higher risk category if they're elderly or older and the, the staff. Um, so they're not being mandated to take the bivalent booster, but these 17 year old, 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old, 21 year old, minors and young adults are being mandated for something that doesn't affect transmission and, and that has no statistical, is of no statistical use to them. Well, it did occur to me, why are they forcing this murderous bioweapon essentially into the bodies of Harvard students, Yale students, and our military? Well, you know, I figured out why it's the military, because as you know, I believe this is a bioweapon and new uh, reporting in the Daily Mail has shown that a whistleblower came forward of, from EcoHealth Alliance and basically said it was engineered. It came from the lab. Um, but just to, to our end, which is vaccines, uh, we know that that this injection causes sterility. 
um, to young women and, and heart damage to young men. So what a way to take out an enemy um, armed, armed force is just to, to destroy the future generations right there through the women and destroy the fighting capability through the young men. And the other thing that occurred to me is who are the, who are the children of, of, of the parents of Harvard and Yale and so on? Um, well, they're the elite. You know, they're, they're the kids of the elite in, in the United States of America. They're the kids of the wealthy. They're the kids of the lawyers. They're the kids of the, of the upper middle class. They're the kids of the, you know, venture capitalists. Destroy them. Destroy those children. It's like, I mean, it's so biblical. It's like, you know, going why, over but, and but, marking But here's the, the thing. But why, but why, but hang on, hang on. It's a Chinese bioweapon, obviously made with Fauci's help, et cetera. But why does, right there you saw in the opening clip, the Zen master uh, Jean Pierre says, "Hey, you know he was open-minded, but but Lloyd Austin, who's a revered four-star general, right? Lloyd Austin said, uh, you know you gotta you you gotta do it. The Defense Department wants to do it at Yale. The parents, the elite parents, the venture capitalists the, at Harvard, the guys I went to school with, all smart, got kids. They're going along with it. They're going along with seeing the data and letting their kids." Eventually, do it. That's what's the cra That's the insanity about this, ma'am. Steve, you have no idea what's going on at places like. I didn't mean it that way. What the reason that all the parents are terrified and all these wealthy lawyers who could take out, you know, these policies at Harvard and Yale in a heartbeat are silent is that their 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 kids beg them not to say anything. That's why one of the things I proposed in my speech was Yale parents protest at. Harvard, Harvard parents protest at Princeton, Princeton parents, you know, protest at SUNY and so on, because our, the ch children, the young adults, I should say, living on these campuses already live. It, and it was so clear when I was at Yale on, on Friday in a CCP style social credit system, because literally one young woman was late for her COVID test, which she had to take every week. They switched her off. Uh, they marked her as non-compliant. And people are told you wow. can't come back. Wow. Your, your scholarship this young woman, wow. Phoebe Liu, who spoke after me, a student at UConn, she said she just chose not to be vaccinated. And they with, they, they threatened to withdraw her scholarship to, to, I mean, her whole future. She said they dangle it in front of you like a, like a, you know, like an apple, like a, 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 a temptation that you have to do anything for in order to not have your future just taken away from you. Um, we were stopped. It was heartbreaking. We trespassed and Yale has um, learned a lot because they didn't stop us. We were able to march through cross campus and pass out literature, but we were being stopped by, you know, 19 year old young men athletes who were so scared and they were saying, you know, what does this do? Is there a way for me to stop it? Is there a way for me to say no? And they're also mandating the flu shot, by the way, which they've never done before. And there have been cases of the members of the armed forces, oops, getting a COVID shot under the guise of a flu shot. So uh, this is this. I guess what I'm trying to describe is this is not your it's not my Yale anymore. I mean, my Yale wasn't, you know, had its own problems. It's not your Harvard. It is literally a prison yeah. farm is what I said in my speech in which kids are wow. students are terrified wow. and they're being monitored and surveilled like at, at, at their their Ivy League universities where you literally need to have your vaccine status in order to enter a dorm. Um, I mean, they've already turned it into a mini Beijing university. Um, it's already a, a CCP a style system and they're, they're scared to I, death to be marked as non-compliant. I, I got to talk to you afterwards. We got to line you up hopefully tomorrow. To, I got to go through this Pfizer refusal and all the new information breaking. 
I got to bounce. How how do people get to Daily Cloud? Because you're in the middle of this, and it's going to you're going to be a big participant in all these investigations and hearings and every. But I want everybody to get up to speed on what you guys are working on. Where do they go? Sure. Um, well, please help us. I'm just going to say it. It's hard for me to ask for money, as you know, but it's uh, Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah is coming up. We really, really, really need your help at dailycloud.io. We've got gigantic lawsuits and teams of lawyers, and that is, you know, very expensive. So we really need your help to keep fighting. So please give what you can. I'm just going to say it. And then you can follow me on Getter at Dr. Naomi R. Wolf. And um, we're also on Rumble and um, all the other platforms, except the legacy ones, of course. And a perfect, um, and a perfect Christmas gift is the body of others. Is your book? Where do they get to you. the book? The book is amazing. Thank you so much on Amazon, all, uh, all Seasons Press, uh, or or at allseasonspress.com. And uh, and thank you. Do share it with others, people who I think a lot of people are ready to wake up, as you were saying, you know, Steve. Yep. Um, and I think. Uh, the, the reports um, from the volunteers, and I hope my book as well, um, will be part of a lot of people's awakening over the holidays. I hope the so. Gr the Great Awakening. Uh, Naomi, you're a fighter. Thank you. Honored to have you on here, ma'am. Thank you so much, Steve. Happy to be here. Honored to be here. C uh, Captain Emily Grace Rainey. Uh, Captain, uh, there's a lot of confusion down in Moore County. We're going to have you back. I want to talk about the, the grid in that at, at another time, but I want to Make sure people understand. Walk me through what happened on Saturday afternoon in Southern Pines. They had a Christmas parade, the traditional thing in the weeks. And Southern Pines is a beautiful, lovely old Southern railroad town. Um, it has a little train station. there. just a lovely, it's almost like a Disney set. What happened at the theater? And why were you the leader of this Christian group that was outside praying? Well, thanks, Steve, so much for having me on. And yes, there's a very serious and ongoing humanitarian crisis going on in Moore County, North Carolina at this point because of an intentional attack on our grid. And before the grid went down, um, there was a Christmas parade. It's a really lovely event every year. I always take my son. And right after that, um, there was a all ages drag show planned at the very historic downtown theater called the Sunrise. Now, my uh, local grassroots conservative um, group called Moore County Citizens for Freedom, we found out about the all ages drag show several weeks prior. And after a lot of calling and um, talking to the venue and the sponsors and trying to express our disappointment with the fact that they were trying to ha have this show that was going to be exploiting children, uh, they finally relented. And we are very happy to um, say that they made it 18 and up. However, we still wanted to have a prayer protest outside of the venue because we don't believe that this kind of red light district adult entertainment has any place in our very family friendly conservative Christian downtown where there's literally a creation museum and a Christian bookstore and a Christian clothing shop. And so we um, had a protest from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. before the, do the doors of the drag show opened at 6 p.m. There was a counter. Tell me about, by the way, hang, 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 hang on. There, there's a counter protest. Also, people going in. The it's a tiny little town. You got a little street that goes through. There. You got a railroad station. You got this theater. 
Tell me, tell the audience about the antics of the protesters and people that were going to the theater to see the drag show, ma'am. Well, all I can say is that the blasphemies against our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that were uttered by the supporters of the drag show are unspeakable. What you had on the other side of the police tape were uh, conservative, prayerful Christians simply speaking the Psalms over um, the truly demonic and perverse screaming and banshee-like behavior from the pro LMNOP support um, that was all primarily coming from the Triangle area. Uh, we know who the locals are and these weren't them. So it's very much out of town, um, being out of town promoters of a event that simply is not being called for by the the small town America, and we've seen this all over the country, Steve, this this drag show push into the small towns is a uh, very extreme Trojan horse pushing the uh, aggressive LGBTQ agenda uh, into small town America, and we just simply did not want to stand for it. So that uh, hang, led hang to on, I want to be very specific here. Hang, hang on, hang on. I want to be very specific. We'll have you back on. I want to talk to you about the grid tomorrow, but I want to be very specific about this protest. The people on your side of the tape, the Christians, what were your guys' activity during the time you were there from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., man? From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Steve, I had the I had possession of the only bullhorn of our group, and I did not allow anything that was not uh, strictly from Scripture to be read across that bullhorn. We had a few pastors get up there and speak extemporaneously, but other than that, we had the Psalms being read, we had the Gospels being read, and um, there was nothing uh, even remotely hateful about our our protest, we want to show the other side that no one is too far gone and you don't have to believe this agenda that's being pushed on the young, um, the young people of America that, uh, what was, the, what was the, we, we have, we have to, we have to, we have to bounce here, but I'm, what was the response of the protesters? You read the Psalms, you said prayers, uh, only gospel, you only spoke uh, in the bullhorn uh, of Holy Scripture. What was the response? Of, what was the demonic response that came back to you from the other side of the police tape, ma'am? Mostly and most unspeakably are the blasphemies against Jesus. So um, things like Jesus had two daddies and he turned out fine. Jesus had gay orgies with his apostles. Um, you know, things like F God and um you know, your sky daddy isn't wanted here. Uh, people need to understand that uh, this whole pushing of the Overton window into the satanic and the atheist realms uh, has gotten far out of control. And Christianity and speaking anything true about uh, scripture or our Christian beliefs, that is now being called Christo-fascist and all other kinds of nonsense. So that was what we were dealing with Kathy. there. And it was horrifying. Yeah. Uh, we've got to bounce. How do, how, 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 do pe how, do pe how do people get to your social media? We're going to follow up on this tomorrow. How do people follow you on social media, ma'am? 
Well, Steve, I'm on all the legacies. So I have, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on Telegram at Emily Grace Rainey Uncancelable. And I also have a getter account at Emily Rainey. Captain uh, Emily Grace Rainey, thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to having you back tomorrow to talk about the situation in Moore County, North Carolina. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. She's absolutely correct. They've targeted the small towns in uh, in red states. We'll get to that tomorrow, and we'll talk about what happened to the grid. Uh, we've only got a few minutes, but I got Colton Duncan from the uh, Kerry Lake campaign. Colton, uh, what happened today? How did this thing get certified, and where do we stand, and what are we going to do about it? Well, I want to point something out. Uh, I believe it was November 30th, 2020. Four people sat there and certified an election that was botched, stolen, and corrupt. Then fast forward two years on December 5th, the same exact four people sat there together. The only difference this time was in 2020, they were further apart because it was during COVID. It's the same four people. And uh, what I will say to your viewers is that you should be optimistic about one thing. The only way we can have a legal fight, the only way we could do anything moving forward is for them to certify this. Arizona law requires, requires certification before an illegal challenge can be taken. So it is, as wild as it sounds, them certifying this now freed Carrie Lake up yeah. to launch everything we're wanting to do. Col Colton, um, Carrie Lake's a fighter. You're a fighter. You've been with her riding shotgun on this thing since the beginning. Um, what do people, where do people need to go today to find out as much information as possible? Cause you're right. According to the rules, you got to certify it first. Then you can go into action. I know you guys have been working on this for weeks and you're going to spring into action, but what I want, I want this posse to make, go, go to the websites, to go to your social media, because now you have to gird yourself because Carrie Lake's not going to, she, she represents a movement. The whole world is watching this, the criminality of Katie Hobbs, the criminality of big tech. Elon Musk is going to tell you they, they, they've not just put their thumb on the scale. They've helped to steal this election. We know Kate, we know Kerry's not going to back down. So where do people go right now as you guys kick into high gear? One of the greatest places is actually your show. But um, and unless Elon kicks us off of Twitter, which I don't see happening, Twitter's a great place to follow. Uh, Truth is a great place to follow. As soon as we have information that we are able to and our attorneys say you're good to put out, we will send it to you guys. Steve, you will get it. Your viewers will get it. It'll go on Twitter. It'll go out. We want everyone to know what we're doing in the moment we're doing it. We want everyone to feel confidence in the fact that now that they've certified, as awful as it sounds, now that they've certified, the legal fight has just begun. And it's a great, great, great case coming forward. Stay tuned this week. Um, I, I, we've got a really good fight ahead of us. Colton, you're a fighter. That's why you're one of her key advisors and key people on the staff. So Colton Duncan, thank you very much. I want to tell this posse, get ready to saddle up. This is uh, for all the marbles in Arizona. We cannot allow this election to be stolen. This is stolen, right? This is stolen. And she's already, uh, Hobbs is already threatening criminal, uh, bringing criminal charges against Mojave County supervisors, Cochise County supervisors. This is as tough as it gets. Mark Elias is involved at both sides. So it's game on. Carrie Lake, Colton Duncan, Caroline Wren, her entire team. We're going to be back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Also go to Getter. It's free. Download it, the app. You got everybody up, all your contributors. I'll be putting up stuff all night. You never know. May actually do a live stream. 
Till tomorrow morning, see you in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.